we might get our virginity back because we're unfucking reality this week on Hapless Heroes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco. I'm your host in DM. And, uh, well, the big fight is over. But the game continues for now. As our heroes are in uh, a bit of a crappy situation. So let me go ahead and introduce them for you. To my left, we've got Dave playing Absolute Integer Zero and maybe Vecna, but good also. I'm absolutely looking forward to this. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Want to stay away from both ends of that sword? <laughs> Zach as Peridil and Pregnart. Oh my god. Ugh. What are these? Shambles? John is Lord Jarrell the Light and Dr. Dedu. Where, where can we possibly go from here? Last week, you guys and gals and goobers. Uh, which, which one of us is the goober? Is that Pregnart? I'll, like let, I'll leave that up. I'll leave that up for you to decide. Pregnard is one of the goobers. I think Boris is a it's, goober. It's like the uh, sucker rule in poker. If you don't know who it is, it's you. It's you, you. <laughs> you <the goober. laughs> um, but you had defeated Larlock in a sense, in that you've dealt enough damage to reduce him to zero hit points, and he's gone to fuck off to wherever his phylactery is, and will reappear at some point in the long future. Hmm. Um, but Zero arrived and informed you that reality is fucked. Presumably, maybe a side effect from the wish to make Vecna good, um, or also just a consequence of all the bad things that Vecna did. And now that Vecna has been sort of, uh, rendered incapacitated, those things are over or have ended and those effects have ended or something has happened to, you know, essentially release his grip on whatever horrible things were happening. And so, uh, everything's kind of falling apart. I remember literally describing the sky is actually cracking and falling. And there's just like a void remains behind it. Like, it's like, it's like you, your actual physical reality is shattering around you. Yeah. And there is weird a angular shards. Shards. The shards Shard of reality death. are raining down upon I, us. God fucking damn it. I don't understand <laughs> why you are like this. Um, but so the situation's kind of crazy. Uh, we also have uh, Vecna, who is unconscious in a demi plane, where it's just being propped open uh, now by uh, Zero's, uh, some of Zero's Modron assistants. Uh, but one of those Modron was instructed to uh, take the uh, cursed sword, um, the one that was wielded by Jarrell's doppelganger way back when. Um, to try to lay it on Vecna to deal necrotic damage to him, to heal him. It's a whole thing. Uh, but the important thing remains is that as soon as the Modron pulled the sword out and wielded it, its eyes turned red, zero lost connection to it, and now it stands uh, before you uh, in a, looking a little murderous. Good and that's, that's where we're gonna we're gonna cut right in now. Uh, so this is just a simple. Modron, uh, if you recall, you guys had just deleted many of these very easily before. Um, the cliffhanger was just because, well, you know, a cliffhanger. But this thing is like, okay, it's it's threatening in that it is wielding a sword. But you know that this is not like, oh, no, Larlock is back. 
Um, what do you do? It's just it's it's standing there, kind of like looking around at all of you, like with the sword, like like it's hold, it's like holding it up and like guard, it's like guarding itself and like looking like looking at all of you. I'm just gonna give it sort of a. Let me see. I'm gonna give it a whip, and uh, use disarming attack also with the whip. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Uh, so the whip is 15 to hit. That'll do it. Where's the nene? The disarming. <laughs> the disarm always, is the nene. There's always a nene. There's always a nene. Okay, yeah. just checking. Yeah, the, the nene is on the offhand whip. I see. Um, I always forget how to use my fucking superiority. You roll the die once you hit yeah, with the attack. Right. You you add you add the superiority die uh, number to the attacks of damage, right. as well as the effect happens. I was just curious if that was sarcasm. You roll the die. <laughs> so the damage was seven. Uh, I got a one on my superiority die for disarming. Well, the one is the additional damage, so then it's eight. Yeah. Or okay. after the after hitting the creature, I have the superiority die to my attack's damage. Target makes a strength save or drops a held object of my choice to its feet. It fails to save. Great. It drops the sword. Don't touch uh, that ever again. I'm going to roll something. Oh, yeah. The sword clatters on the ground and then lays onto Vecna. Uh, and the Modron is now reconnected to the the, the, the prime network once more. Um, Zero, that felt a little weird to like briefly lose control of a drone so quickly with just like it touching that magical item. Um, hmm. I didn't think that I didn't think it would happen like that since he's not alive. Hmm. Well, he's uh, that uh, drone is on a uh, partitioned off part of the network for the moment until we know what's going on with him. I see. I see. I see. That sounds good. Uh, we have now Vecna has a cursed uh, object resting atop him. Sure, Vecna, you have one hit point. Whatever. Let's 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 hear some words from the from the good Vecna. Let's hear him atone, maybe. In fact, actually, as Vecna regains consciousness, Jarrell, um, if anything, there's additional guidance that comes from within that says, "This one must still atone for what he's done." I was expecting that. Uh, so is he awake? Yes. Nick Cage is very Nick Cagey still. Jarrell. Big exaggerated movements as he's like swaying up to his feet. Jarrell walks over to him. Now, does he have kind of like a shirt on or anything that would be clothing, or is it just straight up rib cage? He had all those like things flowing off of him, like all those yeah, like, lots papers of and tattery things. Yeah. There's kind probably some like you could old. probably grab on to some tatters of some kind. Uh, Jarrell just lifts him up and says, you are responsible for helping us fix. And he like pushes uh, Vecna up a little bit to look at what's going on. This. And you see like chunks of the sky are like raining down. Do I sound like a responsible man? Is there nothing you can do to help us with this? You're good Vecna. now. You have to be good. You're good now. As I say, you see Vecna pause because it turns out it's a lot easier to break everything than it is to <laughs> put it all back together. Where would Lalak have gone? Yeah, actually, I wonder how his phylactery situation would work out if reality is so fucked like this. Where did he go? When you mean again? It's essentially the, the the vial or the device that liches use to uh, essentially attain and maintain immortality. If a lich's phylactery is still unbroken when it dies, it regenerates in it's a, a certain in, in, in some yeah, It's a horcrux, but there's only one of them. Unless it's a really awesome lich, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So Vecna. I don't know. 
when you were kicking his ass, did you manage to ask him where he kept it? Um, do we know? Okay, Jarrell, do a religion check to see where Larlax's like realm would have been. I know we saw like pandemonium and like all these different places, Ma- like, would- like major planes. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Uh, it's not very good, and I'm sure Vector's not helping me because he's still being a jerk bag. <laughs> yeah, I got. I only got a ten. No, um, because for you, Larlock was some was was a, a being that escaped your notice, if anything, for so long. Um, right. I mean, you know that if anything, that a, the phylactery would have would would probably be stored like on a physical plane, like it would need to be actually hidden somewhere to be found, right? Like it has to actually exist somewhere. Um, but it could be literally anywhere. And with how old Larlock appears to be, like it might predate, you know, anything that might've been written for you to have read. So, that might so, that, that that sounds like a long quest for Jarrell in his uh, you know potential you know future as a uh, well I guess God maybe at this point you've got the power of gods inside of you you know Valen was telling you you had you know a long path ahead to divinity essentially but this is you've done you've done the major thing you've you've you you and your companions have at least for the for now vanquished a great evil and turned another one into a good guy question mark um but his deeds he still vecna still did those things it's not like the wish erased all of the stuff vecna did it's just i think reality is having a hard time Compensating for the fact that Vecna is good when Vecna is one of the people responsible for how fucked reality was before this. Making him good did not seem to unfuck it. In fact, it seemed to have made it worse. I guess then Jarrell would ask Zero, where where do we go? Where where do we go? I think the goose can get us somewhere. Where do we go? Well, I've been spending a little bit of time trying to set Mechanus right. Now, I haven't set it all the way right, because if I did, there's no way I'm getting here, because, well, hopping between planes just isn't done from there. That doesn't, that's not orderly. You can see Zero's eyes roll like a whole 720 degrees after he says it slightly exasperated with the plane he has been placed in charge of. Unwittingly, it seems, yes. We can go through there, but I'm going to tell y'all right now, you're going to hate it. Is that the only place we can go? Well... If you stay here anything past about 10 minutes, you're going to hate that, too. Yeah, so I'll remind the party, I guess, of what your potential options are as far as places you've been, or at least places that you could point to as far as like, hey, we've been here before, so I want to teleport here if we can shift between planes. You have Legradex. You've been to Legradex multiple times, so you potentially could send yourselves back there. You've been to... um, what is the, uh, the, there's, there's, well, there's a, was it Arachnor or what is the name of the, um, the, the plane where Moradin's like castle is? That still exists. Uh, Arachnor was the castle, but I think, um, that I was the plane. that of Mount Celestia, maybe. Yeah. Mount Celestia. Um, you've been there. That is, yeah, it, it could be fucked. You, I mean, you don't know. It's been a while where's since our, you've been there. Where's our treasure buried? The ice <coughs> material plane. Right. The, the prime material plane on Telduria. Oh, right, 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 right. Which is uh, where we are right now, right? Kinda. Kinda. Yes, you are on the material plane, but you are on borrowed parts of the material plane. Combined yeah, the, parts of the material. The part plane. we're on is all covered in shards. Shards and shambles. Shambolic. 
Um, so you have options, or you can go to Mechanis and, and try to figure out a way from there as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah. The problem with Mechanis is it is a plane of pure order, and um, and I, how best to say this without being offensive? You're all agents of chaos. No. The entire place is going to feel like a giant headache coming out of your soul. Um, Jarrell will turn to Quinn. Uh, so then, do we just go to um? Oh fuck, what's it called? What's the what, what's the place where we have the connect the bridge place? That would be that was somewhere on Legradex. Legradex, yeah. Yeah. So do we want to go to Legradex? I think that would make the most logical choice. Um, it's I just don't know what we're gonna find there. It's, it's, it's at least a neutral plane to escape to, um, to potentially regroup. But yeah, I mean, you could try. Like I said, it's up to you. I will leave it up to you and we'll adjudicate and, and guide us to where we need to go from here. Because, uh, well, uh, you know. Jarrell will pick up the corpse of Felix um, and then he'll go and help Pregnart to his feet. Um, and then walk over to the do and say, Legradex it is then. Uh, and the do will use plane shift. Everyone touch hands. Yep. Touching. We make sure we got, we have less than eight, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we have seven. Yes. Oh, wait, seven. No, we have. Do we leave, also, do we leave Vecna behind? With Vecna, we have <laughs> nine, yeah. Here, let me help. Zero. Does Felix, does Felix count as a corpse? No. Right. Okay, then we have eight. So then we only have eight. Yeah. Zero does something akin to licking his finger, holds it up in the air, holds it a little higher. The hand spins around a whole 720 degrees. Then he kind of wiggles his finger, and the remaining seven blocky modrons form like a three high and then three across at the top, like doorway. Oh, okay. Put it there. It'll give you a little bit of an anchor. It'll also let me get them back through. Okay. Is this says nothing. This is just the ones he came in on as his throne. It says nothing for the host you described that uh, descended with him. Right. Okay, you can all shift. That's fine. Yep. Um, use the, the destination is set to Legradex. Flash of light, you know that sort of like rainbow bridge vibe, right? The whooshing starts again. It's a very familiar whooshing at this point. All of you have whooshed at least once in your lives now, as you whoosh between um, planes of existence and reality. But this feels a little different. As you can see, like, you know, you see, like, the, you know, this sort of, like, you know, rainbow, like, aura, like, lights just, like, zooming by you, right, as you are traveling, like, standing still, but traveling between planes. Like, you are moving, even if you are not physically moving yourselves. But even the boundaries of this, like, light also appear to be cracking. Um, and, like, doing the whole, like, artifacting and glitching type thing that you saw inside that little demi-plane as well. You appear in Moradin's time chamber. All of the portals are lighting up and closing, and then lighting up and then closing, all like in different orders, right? These are all the, the strange past, the 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 present the normal you know the, the 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 strange future the the ideal future like all of those portals that we had experienced way back then um are all flickering and going crazy and in the center of the room is um Moradin's anvil the hammer laying next to it and uh, the door that, you know, was initially there, right, that took you out back into where the, 
the rest of the castle was, right where uh, Arachnor was, is not there. It is just sort of collapsed and doesn't exist. So you're just in this room with these flashing portals. What do you do? You can still see, I think that, uh, if I recall correctly, Boris had written something in the past, right, on the one of the walls behind one of the portals. Like, had scratched something. I forgot exactly what it was. I think it was like a drawing of some kind. But that is still there as well. But you can see that that drawing is both becoming more clear and also fading off the wall at times as these portals are flickering. Almost as if, like, the past, the future, like, all of these timelines, all of this stuff is all, like, some, like they're all, they're all, they're all acting crazy. Is this where we intended to go? Is this... Uh, Gerald just kind of, like, looks around. It's an interesting thing, right? Because, like, you went, you you said Legradex, and you are in this portal room now, which was technically not in Legradex, but it also technically wasn't in, like, the heavens either. Because, like, every, all the other people, like, all the other dwarves and stuff like that that you had encountered in Arachnor, like, all the Celestials, just it didn't even acknowledge that, that room existed. Well, so Zero, you, you are uh, Moradin still, aren't you? Um, That's a good question. About that... Hmm. Um, I'll explain, Zero. From within, right? Like, you know, where you had previously been able to feel that, 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 that clear division, right? That clear split of where, like, Zero ended and Moradin began. Right? Um, as you've sort of taken on more and more of, of, of sort of these Modron as your, you know, uh, extensions of yourself. Um, the Moradin part of you has sort of, you're, it's, it's, it's not, the, the, the division is not so clear anymore. Um, what is clear is that, you know, in the untold time you spent in Mechanis, because obviously time passes differently in places, uh, even in that relatively short time, but longer time than how long that fight just took, uh, you've learned that you do possess the like great creative abilities. I mean, you you were you you kind of had to in order to maintain the order that you were tasked with, essentially. So it almost just feels like the essence of Moradin is still part of you, but the actual like, I guess, entity of Moradin has just sort of now blended in with all the other parts. Which are now countless. So, Jarrell, like I was saying, it's kind of an... about that. Is this not he, Moradin's room of creation? It is. But, um... How best to put this? He kind of taps on the side of his head. It echoes a little hollowly. I've got him in here. But, um... He isn't as much taps on his chest. In here. Do you remember what was required for Morden's creation to occur? Could we create a new universe through this room? We do have three gods currently. And yes. also one half god. Ish. So. Rude. <laughs> oh, you knew I was talking about you. Okay, good. Rude. Here's my take on it. Someone is going to need to hit that anvil and dump a whole lot of power into it to restart things. If I do it, we're going to overwrite reality with a whole lot of order. It'll bring things under control, but um, it might get a little predictable. What if now? You, on the other hand, you would probably be able to impose justice with hitting it. 
Quinn. I don't know what. What was um? What was? What is uh, it that you do anyway? <laughs> well, I was gonna Run say what. What was um? What was Southwind the god of exactly? The sea. Yes. So. In the wind. If I hit it, I probably put too much order on it. If you hit it, we probably put too much chaos on it. How big's the hammer? Um, it is. It was. It's small enough for like a dwarf to wield, right? Like it's. It's. It's just a normal sized blacksmith hammer. Like it's. It's just. It's. It's much more uh, ornate and f- and fancy than say like the the tools that the Imperial would use in his everyday work. But it's still a blacksmith hammer. Does it have enough heft for me, Jarrell, and Quinn to all get their hand on it at the same time? Um, probably, yeah. Or at least your your hands might be with all combined. But just the three of you, except that. Well, we've got the power of a god of chaos, the power of a god of order, and the power of a god of justice. Mm -hmm. There's also Vecna's here. Uh, We got, and then we got two non gods that are at least good. Well, we've. Four non-gods. And, and again, we're making a lot of assumptions about what hitting this anvil is exactly going to do. Um, but sure, mm-hmm. yes. I'm, yeah, I'm workshopping here, guys. It's a workshop. What do you want? Literally, it's a workshop. Li- uh, literally. Can, can Jarrell do another religion check with Zero's help to try to figure out what the hell is going to happen here? <sighs> sure. Uh, roll me a religion check at advantage. Hey, not 20. Okay. Here's what I'll tell you. Good time for that. (laughs) Yes, it's a nat 20. But let me tell you something, Jarrell. This is still uncharted territory. And by uncharted, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say uncharted. It's more like something like this or to the magnitude of which you guys are describing has not been done since creation. Right. So... To, to think that you're going to get an instruction manual here would be a stretch because but there really isn't is, an instruction manual. But it is possible. This anvil has the power to reshape realities, the means of which are a little bit more clouded. However, you know that by striking this anvil, something will definitely happen but it's probably not going to be just as easy as striking the anvil. Like, it's probably strike the anvil and then do more stuff. Um, but striking the anvil feels like the right place to start. Do we each get a strike? Each one of us? And just go around striking each, each putting our own pots into it until a universe is created. We're really gonna trust ourselves with this one. What is Vecna? Also, what does Vecna has to have to say about this? I want to hear Vecna's like good thoughts here. Now that he's not trying to destroy everything. <laughs> Genuinely curious. All right, guys. <laughs> Check this out. I've only been me for about a day here. And I think a day's being. He rolls up the wizard sleeve on one bony arm and look looks like between the <laughs> what is it? Radius and ulna on the arm. It's tib fib on the leg, right? I think I, it is. Yeah, I don't know. You might so it just looking like right between the two bones of his left forearm. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not really sure how long it's been, but is this something you really want me involved in? I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) In fact, give me the hammer, and he just starts walking up there to grab the thing. Does anyone stop Vecna from trying to grab the hammer? 
Carol stops him. Um, Do you say something to him? Like, I mean, like I said, you were told or instructed that this one still needs to atone or answer right. for. What yes, and if I hit the anvil, there will be a tone. Oh, God. No, not not with your ego still being what it is. Uh, Jarrell will push Vecna away and take the hammer from him. Okay. You didn't, he didn't even get to the hammer. You stopped him before okay. he got there. Yeah. I think that would probably would have been like almost like a knee-jerk reaction. Like, oh, my God, no, 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 no bad. You do not touch Hey, <laughs> hey, hubrisism is a tactical failing, not a moral failing. <laughs> um so I mean Pregnart <laughs> a universe created in Pregnart's image. Okay, 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 okay. Let me, I mean I will caution you that if it's just Pregnart's input, um that universe is gonna be fucked up. Yeah. No, but like I'm thinking, oh, yeah. like I don't, I, I don't think there's any of us that, with the exception of maybe Boris's chaotic energy, and Dudu's just dumb. I don't know if there's any of us that really shouldn't have a, a hand in it. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's up to you. Who will strike the anvil first? Though? I could strike it. If Hit was here, he would already have done it. Just saying. Get your rest, Pregnant. You'll get your turn. Uh, okay. And Jarrell will Yes, I'm first. very weak. My strength is three still. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, and there's also... You are also a bunch of you are still technically cursed. Well, I guess... The, the results of... The rest of the results of that curse won't really take effect for 12 days, but you may want to check that out before... Um, um, if, I'm feeling pretty cursed. Hold on. If, if we can communicate that with Dudu, he can remove curse on all of us. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty well known that all of you are cursed. Sure. Yeah, no. We'll say Dudu removes those curses, and that's good because yep. in twelve days, uh, this curse what, would have been a lot cursed? more permanent. Um, <clears throat> okay. Wait. So Par- Paradol is not cursed anymore. No. Paradol. No one is cursed. Jarrell, nobody's cursed. Hooray! Jarrell then strikes the anvil. The portals all light up and stay lit now, and the room now starts to fill with almost like a. Like a pink, like a pink mist almost. Pink mist? But like not. Yeah, which, it, which one of these portals looks the most lit? They're all lit the same. They are nice. the, exa- the all exact same amounts of lit. Sweet. Um, <laughs> it's a litany of lit. So the. Bat. This mist starts like almost forming in sort of like a. Like a big disc. Like it just encompasses like the circumference of the room above your heads. And inside of this mist, it almost looks more like a like a sea of this like sort of pink mist, like almost like a sea of pink clouds. And in each of those clouds in, the, in, in, in this like sea of clouds, like, you know, occasionally you'll see like uh, like little like spheres appear. And in those spheres, you see like what appears to be a sun and like some some like small little bodies orbiting it, right? And those spheres collapse and disappear, like almost like little bubbles. And they just disappear. And others appear. And disappear. You're almost looking you you feel like you're 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 looking at some sort of like sea of uh, of a universe of like of, 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 of the larger like where all the different material planes exist. Uh, that's the first thing that happens when you strike the anvil. Uh, Jarrell will allow Quinn to do the second hit if he likes. Yeah, so let's first, do it. First, the no, universe is created initially with justice, and then whatever passion or whatever. Okay, you, again, we're making a whatever. lot of assumptions of what actually is happening here, but sure, yep. yes, that's what. If, if you feel that that's what's happening, if that's the intention, in fact, yes, I want to. I want to hear. They're not assumptions. They're hypotheses. Okay, I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear what everyone's intentions are as they strike the anvil. So, Jarrell, what were yours as you struck it? What was going through your mind as you struck the anvil? Justice. Just justice. Having, Straight up having, justice. Having, having yeah that. Yep. So, wait, what does justice mean to Jarrell? Does that mean like, like, like hard justice? Or does it just mean like a system of laws, a system of like. Um, of like essentially like there is crime and punishment right like, like yeah you know like the, there is a way like if you have done wrongs you must essentially atone for those things 
like I'm just kind of curious like, about like what Jarrell's idea of that is. Yeah, like rightness and goodness, and like that seems like ju- wisdom and intelligence. Wisdom, and righteousness, goodness, light, yeah, honor, those right. types of things. Okay, sure. Okay, Quinn, I guess the hammer gets passed to you. Um, what do you do? Like you do, you stare at the hammer for a moment. Like you know, give me some. Like, let's play this up a little bit. Uh, he definitely. I mean, like we've seen it before, right? But like he's definitely still kind of mesmerized by the the ornateness of said hammer. Um, definitely acknowledging the fact that it is uh, precious looking. Um, but ultimately, like he is in this for the glory, so. That is what is on his mind, and that's what he's thinking about. And he's hoping that this hammer brings the 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 ultimate glory that he has been looking for. For you personally? Um, no. Uh, I think for the group. Um, you know, I think Quinn has has shifted himself toward um, less of a main character in his brain, where uh, he has realized that he's needed his team and he's needed this this group of people around him. So, glory for the group. But yeah, but so you've been in it for the glory, the grandeur, the notoriety, yes. the 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 sort of focus on being a being somebody, being right? Some yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, do you strike the anvil? Uh, yes. Um, I strike it. Okay, I'm trying to think. Like, okay, so he strikes it in the center. But it's more, it's not like like a, like just like a hoblet smash, right? It's more of like, um, like he kind of like, he kind of like strokes the, the hammer a bit, not in a gross way, but like strokes it and just kind of like, and just kind of like lets it just kind of like fall onto the, sure, uh, onto the anvil. Another tone, right? As you, as you hit it, um, a ripple almost like starts from the center of this, like, this pink sea above your heads and like ripples throughout it. And again, you see more of those same like little like almost like solar system bubbles just like appearing and disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and nothing else happens quite yet. And now Zero wants to walk up and uh, take his turn. Zero. Uh, Quinn, Quinn hands it to Zero. Um, almost kind of like a, like in a, uh, like a royal... Um, yeah, you know, like, yeah, like, 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 palms, like yeah, palms open, right? Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Zero accepts it with the spirit that these processions are ongoing with, like a an almost uncharacteristic amount of respect for us. Interesting. Okay, uh, what for issue, us? This is a weird question because of kind of how how your mind is so like both whole and fractured, Zero. But I guess like yeah. what's what are you what intentions are you walking up to this anvil with like what are you what are you bringing forth with you so like before you sh- before you strike it we're going in zero is looking to ins- uh, impose a sense of order the rules and when we say those things it's not you know a moral order it's not you know rules or laws to be followed because that would be more of Jarrell's justice like the science no. <laughs> yeah constants like yes yeah those exact things the a silent reflection on the nature of physics and how when you look at those, that those are really sort of the playbook by which any creation would be designed, that gravity works in a certain inconsistent way. You know, light doesn't, you know, squiggle, it goes straight. The planets rotate properly. Days start and end the way they should and the tides and all those things. The, you know, that silent order to the universe and Zero takes all of these things and he focuses them at a point in his mind and takes the hammer and doesn't really so much swing it as very slowly, almost gently places it, places the flat like dead center on the anvil, just a little clank. Yeah, another ripple, right? through this sea and now those bubbles that have been popping in and out remain constant some of them will like kind of swirl out of like your view a little bit like as they kind of reach the edges of this like sea they kind of like swirl out of view for a bit but they come swinging back in sometimes and there's so many of them 
now, all just sort of popping into existence and, 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 and swirling around this like in this like pink mist. Um, and it almost feels like that like that like that ripple was stronger than others. Any other uh, thoughts or, or, or intentions here from the group? We have others here. Uh, I know Boris definitely... is probably feeling tempted. <laughs> yeah, Boris walks with determination towards the hammer. Does Zero give Boris the hammer? He looks upon his work for a moment. And with a certain... I don't want to say satisfaction, because that's not really a thing that exists in Zero's toolkit, but um, the knowledge that uh, the job is done properly hands the hammer uh, to Boris, because without a little bit of chaos, none of this is any fun at all. Boris, the hammer is in your possession. What's going on in your mind? All right, so Boris has like a gleeful smile on her face that's probably slightly concerning to everyone around her. But what's actually going on in Boris's mind is that she is just thinking about the concept of home and like that, that comfort. Mm, and yeah, like, because you, you know, never really like, had something like that for most of your like, you know, like childhood, and, until right? she found her. Yeah, her like group of hapless heroes here. So bringing in that concept of like, you know, family at home and like, connectedness and that's mm. what she's focusing a sense of, on yeah a sense of belonging a sense of purpose a sense of like a true like i'm home like like there's like there's there, there, there is that's this that, that that sort of core sense that's really interesting yeah. you don't, and you don't vocalize this though right you're just mm, i love this um the look on her face says that she's adding chaos but <laughs> but what she's really adding is a sense of home a sense of belonging a sense of acceptance um Everything sort of having its place. And, and Boris she... gives a little bonk. <laughs> Another ripple. Through this pink sea. What's the rest of everybody thinking here? We have a few unaccounted for. Jarrell uh, remembers how much Pregnart loved to bonk. And will allow him his chance. I would like to bonk. Now, does anyone want to give Pregnard any sort of instruction here? Or are you kind of letting him, leaving him just to his own once, Pregnard? This one is very important. I want you to think hard about what you would like for this bonk to be. And since Boris is the one holding the hammer, as she passes it over to Pregnard, she says, "Make sure the food is good." No. <laughs> okay, Pregnard. Um. Has a has a blank stare. Eyes are kind of askance. And uh in charge of creating the universe. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Pregnard holds the hammer, right? His yeah, his eyes are, are not even like they're kinda off to the sides a little. Yeah. He's got the he's got the deadpan. Regular like, Pregnard like, in deep thought like, kind of look. Yeah, like dead look on his face. Uh-huh. Yeah. Blank stare, eyes scans, and he gives it a weak bonk because he's yeah. still weakened by his his wish. Daryl kind of is like spotting Pregnart and like lifting up and letting him drop it. But Pregnart, what was going on in your mind? Um, you can use your internal dialogue voice for this if you'd like. <laughs> what was going on? Um... Most delicious peanut curry soup. That's, that's it? A, that, yeah, that's it. That's the only thought. <laughs> I hate to write this down. Okay. You give it a bonk. The ripple is barely noticeable in the uh, sea above you, but it happens. Mm. 
Um, I mean, the portals are still, like, are, again, are still solid. The sea is solid above you, right? Like, or is it solid, so to speak, right? It's just sort of floating above you. It's, it's this visual. But, um, what else is going on in everybody's mind? Like, what do you, like, what do you, what else you, like, is there anything else we're doing here? Is there any, uh, any other intentions that we want to put forth into the universe, literally? Does this Paradol want to have a say? Paradol is, like, kind of still reeling from losing his friend, uh, longtime gnome compatriot, and, like, finding out that he was... I mean, he found out that he was not really a gnome a while ago, but now it is still coming to terms with the fact that he uh, was... Essentially wait, just he the, was vehicle, the, ve on, the ve yeah. He was the vehicle for a great evil? Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Also, he's he's still kind of having trauma responses from all the shambles. He's feeling so maybe, very... Like maybe you're thinking unwell. about so are you thinking about maybe even like a world that or a universe without shambles um yeah i'm thinking of a universe without shambles. do i have the hammer now am i giving it a bomb I'm, I'm essentially giving you an opportunity all right i'd like a bonk please hand me the hammer hand me the instrument of bonkiness <laughs> wait who just had it is pregnant still holding Carol. it Arel is kind of like helping it out of Pregnard's hands into yours, who doesn't drop it on the floor or anything. Uh, yeah. Paradil is imagining a world of just comfort, of uh, familiarity. Uh, he's, he's kind of just thinking of his old workshop. Uh, the days before he he joined the yeah the campaign. when things were when things were simpler when when light when yeah when, yeah when yeah sure 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 and uh, yeah he's, he's you're thinking about yeah like trade reminiscing about, like, to yeah his old business his old trade his, his late family uh, and just really imagining a world where he feels that that warmth again that familiarity and that. Um, that safety. I love that. And he gives it a bonk. With this bonk, another ripple, right, flows throughout this sea. And then suddenly, like, you know, this, this, you know, this pink, this pink sea that gets very, very, very bright. All the portals get very, 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 very bright. Like, it's just, it feels like everything is sort of like something is something big is happening. And then everything goes dark. And the portal to the ideal future opens. And only that portal. Pregnard starts walking over towards that portal. Pregnard, you feel a Slo sense as you approach this. You Sorry, feel a, Yeah, it's okay. You feel as you approach this portal a sense of... I don't know. Um, it's it's hard to say, but like it's, a feeling sort of washes over you. Um, entering this portal, you don't know where it leads. You don't know what's you know what lies on the other side of it, but you feel hopeful. You also feel like this might be your last opportunity to say something to all of your friends as they are gathered, maybe. Because like you don't know if this is gonna take you somewhere that's just for you, or if it's the same place for everybody. Do you want to say anything to your friends? Doctor, Doctor Dedu, please come with me. Uh, uh, I I will go with you, Pregnard. Yeah. Do so. So I'm assuming then, do you reach out and, and touch uh, uh, Pregnard's hand, Doctor Dedu? You take his hand and approach the portal uh, together. Yeah, before he does, uh, hand, the dude in, kinda, hand in wing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of shuffles in his uh, pregnant. Uh, before we go, uh, I found this. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but it seems like it has something to do with who we used to be. Uh, and the little picture, and it's a tall, kind of looks like 
Well, it looks like a younger to do, and another person. A human to do. Human to do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but a younger version of him, and another uh, short little man. Uh, do you want to? Uh, I don't know if you you want to describe him, Zach. <laughs> uh, he has like the garb of like a little Lord Fauntleroy kind of character, <laughs> and like a, uh, a like a blonde curly wig, and. Uh, rosy cheeks I, I have no idea um right. yeah is this and, is this what you were this was what you were imagining john yeah sure <laughs> um and to do i guess i just kind of like look at it do you remember who these people were do you want to be this again this doesn't look like anything to me <laughs> That's I a deep kind cut. of I like, like this. I like this. I like, I like us. who I am. And uh, Dudu will just drop the picture on the ground. Um, and I guess as they walk through the portal, uh, Jarrell will pick up the picture. And on the back of the photograph, it says Doctor Barnaby Dudu or Barnabas Dudu. I think was his name. Yeah. And uh, it says Art Pregan. Short for Arthur Pregan. Oh, no, it, it says it says Pregan, comma, Art. <laughs> and that's it. Interesting. <laughs> and just before Pregnart uh, slips through the portal, he turns around and he waves to everyone and he says, Good, Goodbye, everyone. I love you. Okay. And you step through the portal to places unknown. We have a few people remaining here, including one, I guess, um, uh, uh, former evil guy. Um, there's there's only one way out of here, it seems. Uh, what's everybody else planning on doing? Give me your moments. Uh, Jarrell just turns to Quinn. Lord, Captain, Dean, been an honor serving with you. I have no idea where we're going to end up next. I hope I see you again there. Boris, stay out of trouble. Boris gives him a hug. <laughs> Vecna, you're coming with me. <laughs> right. right. Uh, Zero, I, I'm not sure where you're headed after this, but... I'm sure that even if it's the plane of order, you'll do a great job. And yes, you, Vecna, we have more work for you to do. And um, Jarell will grab him by kind of the back of the head and force him through the through the portal. <laughs> yeah. uh, does it? Any, any, any... <laughs> just herp walks him right out of there. Herp walks him out. <laughs> you got this is a, crimes. <laughs> You have to answer yeah, for so for many war crimes, literal crimes. Goodbye. <laughs> crimes okay. against humanity, crimes against nature. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have Boris, Quinn, and Zero remaining, and Paradel. Boris starts giving out hugs, so she gives Paradel a hug, and then goes and gives Zero a hug, and then goes and gives Quinn a hug. And when she's hugging Quinn, she tries to swipe his flask from his pocket. Um, make a slight of hand check. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Quinn, I need you to make me a perception check. I don't think your perception will ever beat her sleight of hand, but... That's so chance. frustrating, because my sleight of hand is probably just as good as hers. Um, okay, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll we'll figure this out. 26. It wasn't an amazing <laughs> roll. <laughs> I got a 25. Oh, shit. That's so frustrating, because like I would have to have... I would have had to have rolled a nat 20 in order to beat her at all. Mm. Um, and I got a 19, which ends oh, up being wow. a 25. Wow. Uh, well done. Okay. Um, sure. So, but but like, Quinn, I'm going to say that like it's one of those things where you might notice it, but you're kind of just letting it happen. Because you know I that there's that no, happen? no, you probably won't. So, you know, she swipes it. <laughs> 
Uh, as long as it's not the dagger, I mean, it is what it is. I I achieved that in the long run of the game, so um, <laughs> you know, if, if she really wants it, it's hers. Okay. Um, you've hugged Quinn and, and swiped his flask. Horrendous. I needed a memento. Aww. And then Morris just waves and, you know, goes through the goes through the portal. Just in case you guys don't end up in the same place. Yeah, why not? You do that. Uh, Quinn turns to Zero and Peridil. The original three, it has been an honor. We've We've done this from the beginning. I couldn't have had any better co-teammates. I hope you all the best. And I will reach out. Don't worry. And he kind of bows to them both and proceeds through the portal. Paradol kind of gives a weak salute. <laughs> Zero returns it with two fingers. <laughs> but Ernest. Yeah, Ernest. And Quinn is gone. Oh, wait, you're saluting Quinn. Never mind. I thought you were doing your own. Never mind. <laughs> Scrap it. So, Quinn, you have exited. Mm hmm. Zero, Peridot. Any last uh, exchange between the two of you? Peridot uh, reaches out to shake Zero's hand. You know, returns it, you know, as good of a handshake as, uh, you know, a six, eight, 400 pound, you know, monster robot can. As it, uh, although to, you know, for both the hug and the handshake, the cloud of what appears to be dinginess recedes from around zero briefly enough to allow those things. <laughs> it's, it's truly been a, and then it a pleasure, friend. Has gone a long way hopefully I'll see you on the other side I'll be around they ain't killed me yet I doubt they will <laughs> and uh yeah Paradil Paradil approaches the portal okay and you step through yeah yes okay I Zero. uh I approach just the edge mm -hmm. and I give a a huge sigh and say to myself there better not be any shambles and I step through Zero you are alone now in this forge think we're alone now the pathway you know out is clear to you but um, you know this is your Zero. last chance to bonk it one more time just to make sure nothing's fucked I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> we've all gone through Zero walks over to the anvil, though, lets his nanite cloud retreat a little bit, you know, hanging off maybe about three, four feet behind him. Runs his hand over the top of the anvil. Couple of pets. He picks up the hammer and heads towards the portal. Takes one last uh, look back over the room just to fix it all on his head. Last one out, turn off the lights. And zero and the hammer walk away. And that is where we are going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. Um, we've done it as far as this, uh, this campaign, this story arc. I mean, this is all we've prepared for in hell. We've, we've barely even prepared for this, but um, this is not necessarily the end. Uh, I want to check back in on our, you know, illustrious heroes and, you know, what really was on the other side of this portal for them. But we'll do that next time. Um, I just want to say really quick, because like, you know, it's, I've never ended a campaign before, personally. None of my D&D &D campaigns that I've ever been a part of prior to this one have ever really made it to their, like, actual, like, natural conclusion. And, um... I could not have asked for a better group of friends to share this with over the last six and a half years. I That's am so weird. incredibly proud of all of the ridiculous moments that we've created together over the last, uh, over this like time, um, this show, this, this whole thing, 
started as like a, just a little hobby as a little, just something we decided, yeah, fuck it. Let's make a podcast. Um, and it's turned into something that I never really expected. Right. It's not like we are like one of the big shows out there or like one of the, the big, you know what I mean? But like the audience that we've sort of gathered the moments that we've all shared, I would not have traded them in for anything. And I'm just incredibly grateful to all of you, my friends, for being a part of this with me, for entertaining um, my craziness sometimes when it comes to the way that I handle recordings or like, you know, producing this whole shebang. Um, I'm grateful to our audience for, you know, inspiring us to keep this going, to give, giving us ideas even at times, you know, just to be just just being amazing, honestly, through and through. Um, this has been one of the coolest things ever, and we're not done. We're just not. Um, we're going to do some where are they nows. We're going to do, you know, some stuff um, to sort of like as a, an epilogue to this campaign. Um, another thing I want to do, though, and I'm not, I'm talking to the our audience now, is I want to have like a kind of like a mailbag episode of some kind. Um, I would love because like there's a ton of stuff we probably you know didn't get a chance to really address in this campaign. There's stuff we probably missed. There's moments we've probably forgotten about. If you have questions burning questions about this show or like what we're doing. Like I would encourage you to email us, um, at haplessheroes at gmail.com and encourage you to maybe DM us on like our, one of our socials, you know, where you find us on the internet, right? Just Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I'll be checking those, uh, send us your questions in the subject line it's or just, whatever. Um, it's just haplessheroes at gmail. Yeah. Haplessheroes at gmail.com. All one word. No, no okay, dots or spaces. Um, send us, your questions, you know, in the subject line, just put like mailbag or something like that, just so we can easily identify it. Cause I've noticed like our, our email account does get a fair bit of spam sometimes. So I want to make sure that I'm able to pick those out um, pretty easily. But then, you know, I would love for us to just like, you know, we'll, we'll cherry pick some of the better questions and, you know, depending on how many, how many come in. Right. And we'll, uh, or, uh, we'll answer them. Tag as a group. us on Twitter too, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. I think we if you want to do it that way. Our inbox DM us on Twitter or just tweet something at us. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, like I said, we'll compile all those questions and, you know, we'll, we'll do an episode out of it and we'll just like answer some of your questions, you know, and we'll talk we about put something on uh, discord too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, maybe create like a temporary channel, like a thread in our discord server for people to just put those questions in so that it's easy to find. Um, so like I'll have it, I'll have multiple avenues for everybody to be able to ask us these questions so that it shouldn't be too difficult to, to, to you know, just go wherever your chosen medium is and, and send us, send us what you're thinking. Um, Should we get a PO box? No. No, not not on, when I really deal with that. Wow, you're gonna um, just put your home address? Out no, there? I don't want to give an address stuff? out. No, no, I don't no want people to mail. To? I don't want to mail anything. Don't mail us. To, just don't do it. It's ballsy, friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Is just like you know, ask us your questions. Like I said, we're not going anywhere. We're still gonna have content coming out for you. This is not like a, a hard stop. Like we're 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 out of here. Like we still have some things we want to resolve. But I just want to make sure that that put out there and then I express my eternal gratitude to all of you out there listening and to my friends here sitting with me at this table and those who have been with us, you know, prior who are probably who might be listening to this right now. Um, I love you. I appreciate you. And this has been a fucking amazing experience and I can't wait to do more of it here, here. If I can, if I can chime in real quick. Yeah. I also I also think that Fran and Dave, you guys deserve the utmost credit and respect for putting this all together for six and a half hours of DMing or six and a half years of DMing and keeping us all accountable and keeping us all, you know, on pace and, and <laughs> as, as accountable as, as, you know, humans can be. Um, but you have done a great job uh, to finish a campaign is yep. as a DM is already like a huge, a huge win. It's, yeah. And to, to do it this way, I think has been yeah. super fun for us. 18 episodes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, <laughs> It's never going to feel. You guys have put in so much work. It's never going to feel completely satisfying because there's a million things I wish I could have addressed or done. But like you know, we're only one person at the end of the day, right? And even between Dave and I, right? Like even two brains can only do so much and can only account for so much. For all the writing we do together, um, you know, we we make so much of this up on the fly because we have to react to mo you guys all the time, mm -hmm. and that in, in, in and <laughs> of itself to react to. <laughs> is, is its own challenge, but that's what's created, like I said, that's what's created all of these amazing moments that we're never going to forget is because of all of you, so like, because like Dave mm -hmm. and I, you know, wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for great players like yourselves, so. Well, I kind of I kind of make it easy for you because most of your reactions to me have to just be like deep, exhausted sighs. Yeah, usually a little <laughs> bit of disgust. Um, yeah. That's true, that's true. You made it pretty easy, I guess, in that regard. 
Um, but that's right. it. That's that's my piece. Let's go ahead and outro the show the way we always do. If you like us, find us on the internet. Like I said, we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on all this stuff. Find us there. Look for Hapless Heroes, Hapless Heroes Podcast. Um, we also have a Discord server, which all of those socials will point you to. There's an invite link on all of those places, as well as in our show, our episode notes for every episode. Join the conversation. Be a part of our, our audience. Tell us what you thought. Give us give us your favorite moments, right, from the, from the last six and a half years. There's plenty of them out there. Um, just come talk to us. It's a great time. I encourage you to join our community there. And if you also really, really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice or in the five-star channel on our Discord server. Uh, on, on those podcast services, really, those, those reviews just help us, you know, get more people to see our show, to, you know, it, it exposes us more, I guess, in the algorithm, whatever that means. Um, and also, you know, we like to read those kind words because it makes us feel really good about ourselves and what we're doing. And we'll read those, you know, we'll read it on the air and acknowledge you for the five-star human that you are. And it's a great time. Um, and if you really, really, really like us, we also have a Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Atlas Heroes. Uh, we have a whole bunch of behind the scenes audio and other rewards and things like that that you can access right at the $5 tier. It's the price of a cup of coffee off your cup of coffee every month. It really helps us just keep the show running, helps us maintain our equipment, pay our hosting costs. Like all that money goes right back into making this quality content for you. So if it's something that you feel, you know, is worth your hard-earned dollars, check it out. And uh, we'd love to have you as a part of our uh, Patreon community. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal. Uh, if you don't already or you haven't already, learn how to play the game uh, or any other tabletop game and get your friends together and start your own campaign and... I don't know. Tell us about it. Yes. Yes. Do exactly that. Some of our listeners have already done that. So congratulations, y'all. You, you did it. And But like, that's exactly right. That is the ultimate if you really love us. Share the love of this game with other people. Hell yeah. And maybe not even Dungeons and Dragons itself, but like any... Any tabletop cool RPG. Yeah. Tabletop game that you want to grab a couple friends and just get Roll dice. It's yeah. Roll really dice and fun. tell stories with your friends. It's the best time yeah. ever. Um, well, nothing left for me to do besides outro this wonderful, amazing cast for you. Starting at my virtual right, we've had John playing Lord Jarrell, the Light, and Dr. Dudu. Until next time. Zach is paired to Lincoln Woods and Pregnart. Thanks, everybody. Especially Fran, especially Dave, and especially these these great people we got to do this with. This is... I love this show. This is me great. Me too. And I can't wait to continue. Me too. Nicole is Boris the Butcher. Bye for now. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Finally at your service. And Dave as Absolute Integer Zero and Vecna But Good. Everybody, both here at this table, everyone who's sat with me, John, Zach, Nicole, Mike, Fran, of course, um, and even, you know, everyone who had sat at our table previously, Phil, Massimo, James, Joe. Yeah, James and Joe. I'm getting old. My brain doesn't work like it should anymore. But mm-hmm. thank you to all of you. You, you know, I, 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 you, this was all part of a joint effort. But aside from three children, this is the greatest thing I've ever created. So thank Aww. you. <laughs> That's wonderful. And I'm Francesco. I've been one of your hosts and DMs. We will see you next week. Goodbye now. Bye. Bye, Bye. everybody. Especially you, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) The arc of Jeff. The arc of Jeff is complete.